Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We go to the North Dome, say Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram hotline and bring in Quincy Carrier of The Worst Takes. Quincy, what's going on, my man? Good, man. How you doing, G? Hey, man, I'm doing great, man. Doing great on a little... uh a little, little, uh, you know, weeknight getting it in outside of the weekend, man. Uh, thanks for coming on, giving me a couple minutes of your, uh, your night. Appreciate it. Um, we were just talking. I, I want to run this by you a little bit. You know, you've been kind of foreshadowing some of these things, and you've been on on YouTube and doing so much as far as you do these videos, and you've been doing them every day for like a year, a year and some change. The Jarvis Landry thing is very interesting to me. Um, it would seem that if you were a person um, who wants Baker Mayfield to produce, you would like Baker Mayfield to show exactly what he has and to show 2021 was aberration and that 2020 is what the real upside of Baker Mayfield looks like. I'm trying to figure out, is it is it a really easy decision um, because of the cap ramifications to get rid of a Jarvis Landry, who in my estimation is your most talented receiver that you still have on his roster. He's the most experienced, most productive, and you need somebody, if you're going to draft a receiver, to show the ropes and how to be a professional. Where do you fall on the Jarvis Landry conversations in terms of whether or not you think he's going to get cut or or be with the Browns next year? Yeah, it, it's an interesting one, right? Because on one hand, we have all, I mean, no matter what side uh, of any, you know, uh, 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 flag that you have in brown foot or whatever it is, we've all kind of acknowledged that we have a crisis of pass catchers, right? Like David and Joku's a free agent. We don't know if he's going to be able to come back or if they're going to be able to bring him back or if he wants to come back, right? Um, right. And you don't really have anything else that you're sure of there. I mean, we're talking about cutting Austin Hooper. We're talking about cutting Jarvis Landry. I mean, we already felt like during the season, you know, I mean, especially after we cut Odell, that we needed more wide receiving play. I mean, I, the irony of that's hilarious. Uh, but, you know, it, it's also something that we're like, hey, we need to save money on cap. Let's get rid of Jarvis and Andrew. But, it's like, Jarvis is the only productive wide receiver that we have right now that we can rely on. The question comes is – having Jarvis Landry more valuable to this team than bringing back David Njoku, right? Like, that's something that you have to ask yourself because David plays tight end. It seems like they want to prioritize that position a little bit more. Is that where they want to go there? Also, a question, a real question needs to be asked. Does Jarvis 
want to come back to this situation, right? Like if nothing has changed, if Baker's still the quarterback, if the offense or you get no commitment from the offensive minds in the football room about, you know, there's no commitment to actually switching up a little bit and kind of focusing on just, I don't want to say getting the ball to wide receivers because I don't want to use a general term like that, but it's like focusing on getting the ball to playmakers, period, right? Like, you know, we complain about the the 13 person, the 12 personnel that they had all year, but let's be real. Like, if they would have got the ball to David Njoku more and David Njoku was able to make the plays that he was when he had his hands on the ball this year, you know, we wouldn't really be complaining that much, right? Like, the issue isn't the personnel packages as much as it is the lack of motivation to get the ball in the hands of playmakers. And Jarvis is most certainly a playmaker, but he's going to be an expensive playmaker. Um, And you're going to have to get creative here if you want to keep a young piece like David Njoku. Um, And with Jarvis Landry, the real question is, are we going to focus on him? Are we going to key in on him, give him the money, or are we better off signing a veteran for half the price and just moving on and trying to draft somebody I don't know the answer to that. I just know when it comes to Jarvis Landry, the ideal of him restructuring for this situation that nobody um, in the skill position room seemed to be happy with, um, you know, I just can't imagine that's going to happen. You know, I think you, you bring up a very good point when you said, you know, it's not only whether whether or not he's going to, you know, take a pay cut. It's, it's if do you sign up? for something like that. I mean, because here's the reality of the situation is, you know, I'm telling everybody right now, Jarvis, you know, there's this thought process going around that Jarvis Landry is washed up or he can't play. I'm going to tell you something, man. (laughs) Let him go. Let him go to Buffalo. Let him go to Pittsburgh. Let him go to, like, you're going to, and God forbid if somebody in the AFC, he still has a lot to give. And he's motivated by the fact that I just saw my best friend go somewhere and win immediately. Am I going, it, do, do I have that in the cards for myself, right? And if you got, and, and if you're a free agent and they let him walk and they don't give him the money and they cut him, you know, there's going to be teams lined up to sign him. Um, you know, you put out something that I thought was very interesting. Um, and I'll ask you this this question to preface it to start off. Do you think, A, it's a foregone conclusion that the Cleveland Browns will use the first overall pick that they have in the first round on a receiver? Or do you believe that there's a possibility um, that they can go to other places and, and, and get something else that would help them out? And, and what would that position group be if they deviated from receiver in the first round? Hey, look, I'm always, when it comes to the draft, that's player available. I, I really don't really don't ever like locking into a position, especially in the first round, because that's how you end up drafting Justin Gilbert eighth overall in a draft that had Aaron Donald and, <laughs> and all kinds of people, right? Like that's how you end up in that spot is when you key in on a specific position instead of just going with what you think is the best player on your board, right? So uh I'm all for best player available. I, I'm open to any position that that might be. If it's right tackle and that's your best player available, all right, man, you know, we'll figure out uh, what we can do. You know, the problems that you can have if you draft two good players at the same position, um, not a big deal, right? Like, you can figure that out. Um, but, yeah, like, I'm open to any position uh, as long as they go best player available. Um, you know, I know everybody wants to go wide receiver. That's what everybody's pounding the table to. 
And I, I just don't know if that's the, the route they go. I mean, like, this isn't just a Stefanski thing. We have to look at the tree that Stefanski operates from, the philosophy that this offense has grown from, and the philosophy this offense has had success with. And, you know, like, if you look at the guys who are successful in those offenses, um, you know, the Shanahan-style offenses, I can only really think of one guy, Julio Jones, who was drafted, like, in the top five, top ten or something like that. Everybody else, they got those guys late, you know, in the draft. Those are, you know, Cooper Cup, who was a third-round pick, you know, and guys way back there. Because that's just how you prioritize the position. If you get a guy, you get a guy, but the system's supposed to get guys open, right? That's the ideal there. Um, but, yeah, so I, I just don't know how much of a priority wide receiver really is for this team, uh, to be honest with you. I know it's a priority online within the fan base. Everybody says that we have to fix wide receiver. But, I mean, we also have to look at it like this. You know, they were high on Donovan Peoples-Jones. They're really high on uh, Anthony Schwartz. I mean, they thought it was a steal that they got him in the third round. You go back and just listen to their reaction when they got him. Um, you know, they they might feel like they're set. You know, a wide receiver as wild as that sounds to us, and we have no idea to know if that's true because we're trying to evaluate wide receiver play from 2021 in a year where the quarterback play was awful. You know, like whether you think it's a labor or not, whatever side of the Baker Wars that you are, you can't lie to me and tell me that that quarterback play all year was anything but awful. So when that's the case, I don't know how we evaluate the wide receiver position because the quarterback play this year was so bad, people were legitimately trying to tell us that Odell was no good anymore. That turned out not to be true, right? And that's what I worry about when it comes to this wide receiver. How much of the bad wide receiver play was bad wide receiver play? Like, I'm not saying it was excellent and Baker just tanked it, but I am saying, like, you know, there, there is a reality to it being tough to evaluate how well and good of a job these guys really did this year um, from the outside looking in especially when we know for a fact that the quarterback play was bad. Like, unobject, like it was objectively bad, you know. You know, when you look at this, and uh, we're talking to Qu- Quincy Carrier for the worst takes on YouTube. Make sure you go check out his his page. Make sure you subscribe to that. Check his videos out. He gives Browns videos every single day. Uh, you, you, for me, uh, it, I, I talk about you know the whole Stefanski thing, and we talk about Stefanski versus Baker, which one it is, and and for me, you know, I, I'll put this out, and then people had a lot of people had a problem with this, and I said, you know. I'm reading the tea leaves on this situation, right? Because, you know, there's a lot of stuff that happened this year. I saw the writing on the wall or early, right? So next year, if you don't go out, I mean, I guess you get rid of Jarvis and you get two receivers, maybe they're rookies. And if you come out here and you're still running, you know, your 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 three tight end packages and you don't, your offense is an explosive and it, who are you really quickly here? Who do you think um, has the most to lose, Baker in a, in a season next year where he doesn't perform, or Stefanski? I think Stefanski, barring like him doing some embarrassing stuff during the year, I think he's relatively safe for next year. 
this next year, look, if, if, if Baker's on the roster come July, right, if he's still the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns, I know people are going to take issue with me even questioning the possibility that he could not be the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns come July. It's something that could happen, right? But if he is the quarterback come September, right, he's a starter. This year is an evaluation of Baker Mayfield. You know, I feel like we've had too many evaluations on Baker Mayfield, quite frankly. I feel like there's enough to make a determination that if an upgrade's available, you take it. Uh, but with Baker, like, you know, this year's going to be on him. The, the truth of the matter is that this team has had two years where they've overachieved and two years where they've underachieved. Those two years directly line up with awful quarterback play. The other two years line up with good quarterback play. It doesn't really take um, a bunch of PFF grades and, and microanalysis and, and stats and all that to let you know what the difference in this team is. It's quarterback play, right? And I think that's going to be something that, hey, look, if Baker comes out here and plays awful next year, I, I, I have a hard time thinking that they're just going to blame that on Kevin Stefanski because we know that. Baker does not require extra things sometimes to be bad. He also doesn't require extra things sometimes to be good. But it, it is something with him where it's like, hey, you know, if, if they really want to ride this out and really want to see what they have in Baker Mayfield, even though we've seen him for four years, then that's on that should be on Baker Mayfield. Whether that's how that decision gets handled, you know, it depends on who's calling the shots. It's going to be Paul DePodesta. Or is it going to be Jimmy Haslam? Is it Deepa Desta? Stefanski safe. He'll get a chance to to figure out the quarterback position or do what he wants to do at the quarterback position um, in the near future. Uh, if it's Jimmy Haslam, yeah, history says that everybody gonna go right. Like that. That's the worry, right? We we know that it's like we got the boogeyman, right? And the boogeyman ain't really done nothing in three years, so we, we ain't been worried about him. But Jimmy Haslam is the boogeyman, right? Like, he could come out of nowhere and do some stuff that we've seen him do before, where he just tears things down because he's upset with the, with like the, the lack of progress of the team. Um, and that's something to worry about, you know? Um, so it's hard for me to bet on anything stable with the boogeyman lurking, but... I do think that Stefanski's safer than Baker Mayfield at this point simply because Stefanski's contract isn't up next year. It's Baker Mayfield's contract that's up next year. Um, and, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm against it if they don't try to do anything with the quarterback position. But, uh, you know, they bring back Baker and he's a starter. And, you know, this is on him. Like, if the team stinks next year and the offense stinks again, it's a Baker Mayfield problem more than it's a Kevin Stefanski problem. Because let's be fair to Kevin Stefanski. He won the two games with Case Keenan. You know what I mean? Like, so that that tells me if he doesn't get quarterback play that is thinking, he's not an incompetent coach. You know, he almost won with Nick Mullins, right? Like, well, I don't think he was coaching that game technically, but still. They, the staff still almost won a game with Nick Mullins, of all people, right? So – it tells me that I don't think that the offensive philosophy or the offense or, or that thing is rotten. I think he just got rotten quarterback play last year, and, you know, that's going to take the season when you have a quarterback producing what was, what, 11 bad games this year on par with Jared Goff. Quincy, I appreciate you, man. 
Thanks for coming on with me as always. Make sure you go check out Quincy Carrier on YouTube, uh, Quincy Carrier in the Worst Takes. Appreciate you. We'll talk to you again soon. Yeah, no problem, man. You have a good one. You have a good one. 216-578-0092 at GBush91 on Twitter. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.